Hello, everybody. Today we are doing a demo on how to do rotoscoping in Procreate. If you would like to grow as an artist and you can't afford an art class, we've got everything you need here at ArtProf, critiques, tutorials, and professional development. Deep D, I got a jump start, but I would like to hear from you in a nutshell what rotoscoping actually is, because I had no idea. Yeah, so rotoscoping is actually one of my favorite kinds of animations and I think really animation techniques and I think a really great way for people who are just starting out um, animating to learn it. Basically what it is, is that you are using a live action video as a um, kind of palette to work off of and you trace over every frame of the live action video um, to then create an animation. So you're basically move, using the movement from that live action video. In our case, there's a video that I'm using of me blowing up birthday candles for my last birthday and yours is uh, your cakes. Um, and so we're tracing over each frame and then deleting all of the video content. So it's just the hand drawn. And so we're using that motion as a basis and then adding our own like jazz on top of it. I know that was more long-winded than you had asked for, but that's my... <laughs> <laughs> That's my nutshell rotoscope. Well, we recently did that stream with Jordan on what counts as cheating as an artist. And this this has a lot of tracing in it. I'm just tracing lines over Jubjub's butt. But it's really fun. And I feel like this is a really good entry technique for animation for people who don't have tons of experience. Have you seen that, Deepti? Definitely. I, it is also like can be super, super involved. Like the way that we're approaching it right now is we're very like we're sticking very much to the motion that is in the actual videos. But in a lot of like old Disney films, they actually used rotoscoping for like dance sequences that the um, princesses would do or um, but they would really just use that basic motion of the movement, but then totally change the character. Or um, I've done rotoscoping before of like characters running up the camera, but just using that basic kind of like motion of the running, but totally changing the face, the color. So it can go like, you know, it's really just the use of video to guide the animation's motion, but how you, you know, do it can get super, super complex. And there are a lot of artists who just rotoscope just as their you know, their main technique for animation and do some really, really awesome um, things with it. So it can get super involved, but I do think like this kind of rotoscoping that we're doing, which is literally just like tracing over the video and seeing what happens is a great entry point because I feel like the hardest part with animating for me is like getting motion kind of looking believable. Um, and that's a whole nother skill, but this kind of alleviates that pressure of getting the motion to look believable because your video already has all that motion set. You're just kind of, you know, going over and drawing it and adding your own little pizzazz to it wherever you feel fit. Seven Angelic is asking, what program are you using? Yes, we are using Procreate because anything more than that will make my head explode. Well, here's a question, Deepti, from Lisa. How do you pick which things to ignore? I asked Deepti that earlier because actually, Pook and Yo-Yo, they're up here at the top. 
But actually, they're not moving very much in the video. So DP told me, oh, you don't have to include them. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of up to you. It's like asking yourself, what do you care about in this video? Um, for me, I'm more I'm more interested in like the camera motion. This care this video like it starts off really close on my face and then it zooms out and reveals the cake and the blowing and like my facial movements and stuff. That's kind of what I'm interested in. So I'm more just interested in capturing like the basic structure of my face and then the thing that I'm blowing out, which is like the candles. But um, you'll what one thing I love about rotoscoping and I told you this Clara is that you can be really kind of loose and messy with it and it still turns out looking really cool because that guide is there for you that motion is already set so sometimes people just rotoscope like the eyes of a person or something like that but it still looks so cool well I was surprised Didi that you told me to draw through all the frames really crappy I wasn't going to do that. I was going to spend time on each frame. So actually, I beefed up some of these, but maybe what I should do is play for people the crappy version because I mm -hmm. do want to block in color. And obviously, I'm making the lines a little bit more refined, but I did do a version that was just super, super fast. So I'm just going to make those layers visible so everybody can see. Tell us in the chat, who here has done rotoscoping? Who here has heard of it, but never did it? Who here has no idea what we're talking about? And that's fine because I don't. Okay, so I hit play, Deep Deep. Yep. Okay. Oh, <laughs> that's so fun. I love it. It's so cute. Oh. <laughs> and also, I will say that, like, you guys should check out when these get posted on our Instagram page because, like, the playback is a little choppy, I know. Um, right. And, like, it is actually very smooth and very uh, cool to look at. So, check it out after the end. So Pat says, I do a lot of rotoscoping for work, but it's all animated selections for layering. It's tedious. This looks like a lot more fun. I think it's fun because I don't need to produce results. <laughs> I don't need to please anybody. Oh yeah, anything that's not for work, I always find so much more fun. And it's nice to do something and not feel like it has to be any good. I, I really feel like this is my playtime. And if I didn't have it, I'd feel very stressed out a lot of the time. I will also say that rotoscoping is something that I will always feel at least a bit of satisfaction with when I do, especially yeah. if I put time into picking the video, making sure it's a video that I'm like, in, like really like Claire, I told you like pick a video that has fun, interesting movement in it, um, especially in the quick like three seconds that we're working with. Um, so if you pick something that has that fun, interesting movement as your video, the animation is going to have that same kind of fun, interesting movement just with all of your added jazz. And so rotoscoping does feel kind of meditative to me because it is a lot yeah. of tracing. Um, but then I'm always really happy with the end result. Especially if it's like a person, because then it's like, oh my God, look at this like 
funky little caricature of this person that I made. Can you explain to people why you told me to use a three second video? Because when you told me that, I'm like, three seconds? That's so short. What am I going to do with that? Yeah, well, I mean, right now we're shooting around 12 frames per second. So that's about 36 frames. And I mean, I know you, Clara, and I know how much detail you like to do and how much, you know, how precious you can be with things. So it was more something like with, you know, knowing that I'd be working with you, but also like even in three seconds, a lot of fun movement can happen. And I think with those three seconds now before the stream, you've clearly like gotten that basis of the movement down and you can go back in now and add like all the details and like the details don't even have, like you can totally get rid of the video at this point. Like once all the outlines are done because you have your animation movement set then you can go in and kind of add whatever details or pattern or color or background whatever you want um in whatever way that you want at that point so i wanted to keep it short just to kind of show like okay this is rotoscoping and then you can kind of go nuts with it yeah we have a question from jane h who's saying is this how they made i think it was called a scanner darkly I don't know what that is, a scanner darkly. Do you know what that is, Claire? It's an older movie. I didn't see it. I think I know what you're talking about, and I'm going to guess it was rotoscoping, but I haven't seen that movie in a million years. Well, I've never seen it, so like it was an older movie. Interesting. I mean, the Take On Me video music video by AHA is like a very classic um, rotoscoped music video that I think a lot of people are like familiar with. Um, it's like half animation, half live action, super cute. So Sonnet is asking, it looks like rotoscoping is tracing a photo then making it into animation. Well, it's tracing a live action video. So this is a video that I'm tracing, but in theory, a video is just a series of photos, you know? Um, so yeah, this video is imported into Procreate as a bunch of layers and each layer is, you know, a frame in the video. So I'm tracing over every single frame. Well, you could think about it as tracing over film stills, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, just like sequential need... film skills, stills in this video. Yeah, because you need the motion from the video to make it happen. Exactly. Ginger says, I'm still confused how you are doing this, but it looks so fun. It is fun. And it's sort of, I don't want to say mindless because I'm not that good at this at all, but it's one of those things where you just keep doing the same thing over and over again. And I kind of like that. I'm kind of new to rotoscoping on Procreate, to be honest, but in college and when I've taught kids like in person, we've done it before where we've like taken a video of them dancing and then um, printed out each frame of them dancing on a little tiny like index card sheet of paper. And then they actually just drew straight on top of that frame. So it was kind of cool because the video was still in it. Um, oh. Which was really fun. So that's like another method of rotoscoping is you don't actually have to get rid of the video. You could just kind of like add on top of it. Um, Anna is asking, can you use rotoscoping with stop motion? Yeah, I mean, really, 
like you said, the basis of rotoscoping is just using a live action video for the blueprint of motion. So if you have dragon frame, you can import a video and base the motion of your puppet off of that live action video. Um, you can, you know, as long as you're working under that framework, I think you can rotoscope kind of however you want. Well, so Deep D, this makes me think if rotoscoping makes it so much easier to say reproduce somebody doing flamenco dancing, which I can't imagine is easy to animate, why would you want to animate something from scratch without any kind of reference? That's a really good question. So I think what you'll notice when you watch your video back is that it's pretty easy to notice when something is rotoscope because it has a very specific kind of movement to it. Like it feels very real, mm. quote unquote. Yeah. It feels very like produced from a video um, because it has that smoothness and that kind of like specificity that comes from like, you know, we're all humans and we have this like innate ability to uh, notice when something is kind of recognizable to us, when motion is recognizable to us. So you can't really get some of those principles of animation easily with rotoscoping because you're using what already exists in real life. But mm -hmm. one of the beautiful things about rotoscope or for, about animation is that you can exaggerate, you can do squash and stretching, you can you know do uh, anticipation, all these things that add to that beauty of animation um, that you can't get from a live action video that you've shot. Technically, I mean, of course, you could shoot a video and then manipulate it and this and that and whatever, and then rotoscope that. There's so many avenues. So the basis of rotoscoping, like when you watch the take on a music video, it looks very much like that guy, the lead singer dude, just in pencil, but it doesn't look like him like exaggerated and like moving around and all of that. Like you could never create the Little Mermaid rotoscoped, you know, but there are certain probably moments, maybe when Ariel grows feet and is dancing, um, that maybe they rotoscoped a little bit of to get that like flowy motion, who knows? Um, yeah, that was kind of a long-winded answer, but that's my answer. <laughs> Did that make sense? I feel like it's about just kind of what kind of aesthetic you're going for when it comes to your animation. Yeah. I mean, I'm sort of old school. I tend to like stuff that's just all from scratch. I just, I don't know, I like wonky movement. I, I sort of don't like it when it's too perfect. Mm-hmm. That's why, you know, this is a great first exercise for us, Clara, but there's some like really fun ways of rotoscoping where you're using um, the motion to kind of guide something. Like I did a promo for someone for their website where the character is like running straight at the camera. And so I rotoscoped just the body, but then the head I just drew as like a little like smiley face. Um, so there's ways of just like picking and choosing, you know, I wanted that running motion to be really clear and also like walk cycles, I find so difficult and a running cycle, like straight at the camera, like the foreshortening and all that, it was stressing me out. So I was like, I'm going to rotoscope this part. So it looks actually like someone running at a camera, but, um, the rest of it. And I really like, it was a person running at the camera, but I like changed the color every frame and I like. You know, I, I had a lot of fun with it. It's on my website if anyone wants to see. Um, so there are a lot of ways to kind of pick and choose what you rotoscope within an animation. So we have a question from Katya who says, how do you set it up on Procreate? Well, this is the one thing I knew how to do without DT's help, which is you go into 
procreate and you import the video. And then the frames like this, they all just show up. You don't have to do anything. But then Deep D, you actually had me delete a bunch of frames. Can you explain why? Because I initially have like 150 frames and I think I'm now down to 50. So I have very few compared to the original video. Yeah, so I can actually show you what that looks like. In my gallery, you would go here and on the top right, um, you click, I clicked photo actually. Um, so on the top right, I click photo and then you import your photo or your video, which is on the top left there for me. I'm not gonna do that because that'll open it up again, but it'll open up this new project. And um, uh, all, like you said, all the frames will already be there. So I had you delete like every other frame because I think you shot yours on iPhone, which shoots at 30 frames per second. And it was like a five second video, 30 frames per second. I was like, that's too many frames. And 30 frames per second is pretty smooth. I was like, we can cut down every other frame and get us to like 15 frames a second um, and still have a pretty smooth video. So really I had you cut out every other frame just for like time's sake. Um, because when you cut out every frame, the motion goes a little bit faster. It's a little choppier, but I think it still reads pretty well. So if I wanted a rotoscoping piece that was like really smooth, I would keep every single frame. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Cool. The more frames and the higher the frame rate, the smoother and vice versa. Well, Sapnir has a question for us. Is rotoscoping going through the motion? <laughs> Love oh my it. God. Mr. Mystique says, Professor Lou, you are so kick-ass. I'm broke and can't afford an art class. I love your channel. Well, I'm so glad we can fill that for you because art classes are not accessible or affordable for a lot of people. And there's so much out there. It must be overwhelming to know what to, who or what to listen to. And I hope we've helped all of you do that. One thing I hear a lot on our Discord is like, I don't know where to start. And I think that can be really daunting when you're like paying for an art class too. You're like, well, I like this, you know? And I think what's nice about our channel is that we like do a lot of different mediums and just try a lot of different things and have a lot of varied skill sets. I mean, we don't have everything, but we try to touch upon a bunch of different things and it's all for free. So you can kind of, without too much commitment, get introduced to some mediums and ideas and ways of working and then figure out what you like without having the stress of like paying $600 for our class. I want to say thank you so much to Anna for the super sticker who says, did Lauren and Eloise use rotoscoping for their movie? Oh, I have no idea. I don't think you've seen their film yet, right, Deepji? I think it's going through no. some film festivals first, so it's not available to the public just yet. Yeah, I haven't seen it. I want to. And thank you to Super 7 Kevin for the super sticker. We owe you two emojis. <laughs> Art is very important to us. Every one of these super stickers 
makes the difference. And we are so appreciative of the support we get from the community because our Patreon is still the number one source of revenue for us. Oh yeah. People think that all the money is from, oh, sponsorships and that. No, it's like the Patreon is keeping us alive. So it's hugely important for us. Okay, so Virginia says, Scanner Darkly, yes, they use rotoscoping. Also, Linklater's latest movie, Apollo 10 and a half. Oh, so Super Kevin says, I've been binge watching Art Prop to get through the semester, finally catching one of these lies. Well, we're so happy you said hello because it's really nice when we meet new people in our community. Yeah. Hello. We have a question from Jimmy who says, thoughts on the rotoscope filter on TikTok. It's a fun filter, but artistically is cheap to me and better to hand draw like you're doing. Oh, I haven't seen it. Is that the one that's like kind of funky and people start dancing? Um, I mean, I, I don't know the filter, so I'm sorry. I can't really talk upon it, um, talk on it, <laughs> uh, but if it's a TikTok filter, I feel like the purpose or the intention behind making it was to just create something like quick and cool. I can't imagine the people who are making TikTok filters are really thinking about the craft and, <laughs> and uh, you know, the appeal of it beyond just being something like people will latch on to and have fun with. So, but I got to check it out. Well, I, I'm actually glad you brought that up, Jimmy, because there are a lot of things you can do with filters. And it's sort of absurd when you think about those options and how fast they are. It's just like two taps and boom, you're a bald person all of a sudden, <laughs> like the old filter and all those things. And I haven't really used a lot of them before, so I can't really comment on it. But I have seen people use them in like art school portfolios. And I'm like, really? eh, maybe this is not the place. <laughs> what do you mean if you they've used them to like make their art look better? Yeah. What? Yes. Like it's just super obvious that it's done from a filter because you know, I mean, not like the ones that give you bunny ears, but you know, ones that like distort your face or something like that. <laughs> That's absurd. This is an interesting comment. Our brains do so much work filling in the gaps of traditional animation that the perfect movement of something rotoscoped almost looks unnatural. Yeah, it is It is kind of jarring um, in a way because you're so used to animation. I feel like our brains are so used to live action looking a certain way and animation looking a certain way. And when this kind of bridges the gap, it looks kind of absurd or takes a while for our brains to um, wrap our heads around it. But I think there's this one animator named Ruff Mercy, R-U-F-F-M-E-R-C-Y. He does a lot of animated music videos for rappers and stuff. And he does a lot of rotoscoping, but mixes it in with a lot of kind of like abstract, just shapes and really cool aesthetic and kind of uses rotoscoping in a way that 
like you can tell it's rotoscoping, but it's also really kind of remixed and it's interesting. I would recommend you guys look at Rock Mercy's work. Deepthi, can you play yours back or are you able to do that yet? Um, I'm like nowhere close to being done, but yes, let me play it back. I have to turn off all these layers, all the video layers. Because I'm almost done with my first pass. I don't, I only have the color on one, but I'd like to play it back fairly soon. There's mine. Oh, it's oh, so choppy so cool. in the playback. I wish you could see it here. Let me hold it on camera and see if you could at least see it kind of better. Well, and we'll post this in the Discord and on Instagram later. There, can you see that? A little bit better. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a lot better. Awesome. Oh, but I clearly forgot the candles on a couple of the frames. <laughs> that's the funny thing in the playback when you're just like, oh, man, I like totally. <laughs> I'll fix that later. Who cares? I know wheat like disappeared at one point. I'm like, oops, didn't draw you on that frame. <laughs> but that's also the cool thing about rotoscoping is that like you can totally create like a strobe effect if you have like two people and like like one frame you do this person, the next frame you do this person, the one the next frame you do this person. Like they could be like flashing, you know, it's kind of cool. There's so many like once you kind of feel comfortable with it as a medium, you can go kind of nuts with how you use it. Well, you told me that you like to change the color of the brush. Yeah, yeah, I like to change the color of the brush with every frame. If you watch that hangout we did with you, me, and Jordan, Clara, I, I don't know if you remember, but the one where I'm like going like this and I rotoscoped myself. Yeah. I did do that. I changed the color of my brush with um, every frame and it gave it this kind of like disco-y vibe <laughs> to it. I'm not doing that now because I mine is a little bit longer than I wanted it my video is a bit longer than I wanted it to be. So I'm just trying to get through it to the end to have something. Okay, I'm going to try to play mine deep deep. It might look funky because I have like two layers that have color chunks and the rest don't. But anyway, let's just see how that looks. I'll finish it later because I do want to give them colors. I feel like that's a big part of my guinea pigs identities. In the meantime, um, C. Cantrell is saying, can you rotoscope with any other programs? Yeah, I've done it with, oh my God, Clara, that looks so good. The fur is so fun. Oh, they're so cute. That's so cute. <laughs> um, sorry, C. Cantrell. I was going to say you can rotoscope, yeah, with other programs, anything that you can import a video and, you know, um, I've rotoscoped with Photoshop before. I wonder if you could do something in stop motion studio. Probably not. Um, but definitely Photoshop, I know that you can. And probably other other programs. It's it's a very common um, like animation technique. So I'm sure that most programs that are at least geared towards animating, Procreate isn't, but it's easy to do, um, have that feature. And Amanda says, are there certain brushes to use when rotoscoping? Nope, just whatever aesthetic you're going for. I kind of like the inky pen I'm using right now. Clara's been experimenting a lot with um, different kinds of brushes. There's no rule. It's kind of just like whatever you feel will give your animation the aesthetic that you're going for. 
Seven Angelic says, Ack, I just tried importing a video into Procreate. I thought it was quick. It's like 320 frames. <laughs> yeah, I mean, 320 is actually not that bad. One thing I could suggest in that situation, but this does take a long time. Maybe a Procreate wizard knows how to do this quicker, but I, what I had Clara do is go in and delete every other frame. So that cuts it down half and then do that again. So it cuts it down another half. That'll take a while, but um, why that is, is probably one, the length of your video, but also depending on what you're shooting, um, the frame rate is probably like 30 frames per second. Like on iPhone, I know that's kind of the standard. Um, so if it's a 10 second video, Wait, that's already. Set the frame rate before you shoot the video on a phone? Uh, that's what I was trying to check when you and I were talking earlier, Clara, but there was no nothing I could find that was lesser than 30 frames, at least on my phone. What I did, because I am good at editing and uh, know how to do this quickly, is I shot my video, or I had this video already, and it was shot at 30 frames per second, and I trimmed it down to like three seconds that I wanted. I put it into a video editing program and I exported it at 12 frames per second. So when it exported, this is so jargony, people are probably like, what are you talking about? But when I <laughs> exported it, it like cut out all those other frames because I exported it at 12 frames per second. So then I imported that video that was at 12 frames per second. So sorry if that's confusing, just ignore what I just said if that was too much for your brain to comprehend. Jazz is asking, are tricolor guinea pigs always female like cats are? I don't know. I mean, both Jub Jub and Weed are boys, and I don't know. I think they're tricolored, <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know a lot about guinea pigs. My guinea pig growing up was tricolor, but she was a girl. Her name was Ginger. Mm -hmm. I love guinea pigs. They're such good pets. Seven Angelic is saying, is there a tip you recommend on how many frames to skip in between? Deepti, I think you had me do every other one at first. Yeah, so I mean, it's a little bit of like math, but I like to shoot, or I like to animate at 12 frames per second. I mean, what you should do is just like, let's say you have 100 frames in your thing. Forget how many frames per second it was shot. Let's say it's 100 frames and you play it back and it looks really smooth go in and cut out every other frame. So like frame two, frame four, frame six, et cetera, et cetera. Then watch it back again. If it still looks like incredibly smooth, which it might, go in and do that again. So cut out every other frame with what you have now. Um, so it's really just getting to a point where um, one, the, the video still looks smooth and it still has like a nice, you know, it, it's not like the guinea pig is here and the next frame it's here. It's like the guinea pig is still moving. It could be a little choppy, but the motion still looks smooth. And two, it's a digestible amount of frames for you. So it's not like 300 or something. So start out by cutting out every other frame. If it still looks pretty smooth, do that again. And then just do it until it looks pretty. You did it twice, Claire, I think. You cut out every other frame, then I had you do it again. Yeah. But, you know, I was surprised that we played it back. And, of course, it's choppy because we removed some of the frames. But I was surprised it didn't that make that big of a difference. Like it, Yeah, it you'll notice like, that. Yeah, like it didn't seem like it really looked that bad even after deleting a whole bunch of frames. Like it really was fine. Yeah. 
Um, Art of Kenya Wolf is asking, what video editing software do you use? I use Premiere, but that's because I edit video professionally and it's a great, uh, very comprehensive video editing software. So that's what I use. But what I'm talking about with like importing and exporting at a different frame rate, I think you could do on like iMovie or um, anything that's like free uh, or easily accessible to you. But I use Premiere. I really like Premiere. Wait, can you do rotoscoping on Photoshop? Because I think you can import a video, right? Yeah, you definitely can. You definitely can. And I've done it before. And it's basically the same kind of, you know, you're working with layers, same kind of situation as Procreate. So it's cool that you brought that up, Kenya Wolf, because I worked on Premiere for years and years. That's what a lot of the early art prof videos were edited on and we shot them all on DSLR cameras and stuff like that. But I actually had to like unlearn professional <laughs> editing because now we're doing all these shorts and Premiere is just totally overkill. Like it's ridiculous to do a short on Premiere. And so I had to relearn editing on an app. So I've been using Video Leap, which by the way, I recommend it's a great video editing app. And it, it's so weird to learn things in the opposite way, you know? Yeah, I haven't used Video Leap, but you seem to really like it every time we've talked about it. So I'm curious. Oh my God, I am like such a video, I'm like a walking advertisement for Video Leap. <laughs> <laughs> like I love I'm trying that. to be an influencer, Clara. I need to start getting into that short form video content. Just well, kidding. The thing I don't about video leap is that uh -huh. there are so many just bells and whistles that would be such a pain in the butt to do in Premiere. Like you can, it, it's basically like video version of Snapchat because you can add a sticker, you can put fire coming out of your hair. You know, it's like that stuff would be such a pain in Premiere. Wow, I need to check it out. Wait, so it has all these like kind of like filters and stuff that you can use too? Everything, I mean, you, you can put text and make it spin or you can make it move up and down. Like there's so many things you can mask things out. I mean, it's really amazing. And it's not an expensive app. I think it's like a one-time, Oh, no, it's not one time. I think it's an annual fee of, I think it was 35. I can't remember. Hmm. John Murph is asking, how is the community in TikTok? Are you guys creating trends? Ha! <laughs> I don't think so. I mean... I confess that I really scoffed about shorts and I was like, no way can anybody learn something in one minute. That's ridiculous. So I was saying that for a while, but you know what, Deep Deep? I made a one minute short that was about how to carve a piece of soap. You can see it. It's on our Instagram. And Yota in the Discord made a soap sculpture from watching that short. I was like, oh my God. That's kind of yes. amazing. Yes, Yota, that's amazing. And we so, do have a TikTok. What's our TikTok handle, Clara? Amanda Norris. Easy. 
Art Prof. Follow us on TikTok. But so after I saw Yota's soap carving, I was like, oh my God, if somebody can be inspired to pick up a piece of soap after watching a one minute video, okay, shorts can be very impactful. I've changed my mind. I'm eating my words. We have a question from Pat McIlroy. Have you seen animations exhibited outside of more conventional video platforms, theater, streaming, et cetera? Maybe a public installation or something else for something, something non-narrative? Definitely. I mean, animation I've seen, especially being a student of animation, I've seen it everywhere. But one thing that pops up in my head is I live in New York. And on the end train in Brooklyn, when you're going north, when you're going from Brooklyn into Manhattan, um, there is a really cool installation of an animation that you can see out the window and you're looking out the window. So they put every single frame um, in progression kind of on the wall. And there's like a pillar in between each one. And at the speed that you're going with the train, the pillar kind of flashes oh. each frame, almost like a strobe light. Um, and it literally looks like an animation out the window. It's so cool. So if anyone lives what? in New York, you should definitely check that out. It's on the northbound end train from Brooklyn into Manhattan. I love that. Oh my gosh. I really want to see that. It's really cool. Some of the art on the subways are just really nice and cool. I really like all the public art initiatives. I think there should be more. I think someone should hire me. <laughs> Never know. That's me verbalizing that into existence, manifesting. I think in New York, you're spoiled. There's so much awesome public art. Totally. There's Actually. everywhere. <laughs> Did I tell you about the rainbow whale that they installed in Salt Lake City? <laughs> no. So I cannot believe they did this. They installed this gigantic whale sculpture and it's got huge stripes of rainbows on top of it. So, okay, fine. I mean, whatever. Maybe that's your cup of tea. It's not my cup of tea. But the terrible thing is they didn't even consult the people who lived there, that neighborhood. They just put it there. They didn't get any approval or input from the neighborhood. And people are just livid about it now. Oh, no. How big is it? It's huge. It's like you can't not see it from oh all over. It's like, oh, my God. And actually, people have been putting gnomes underneath <laughs> as like a protest. That's honestly kind of hilarious. It I sadly hilarious. kind of love that. But so here's the thing, like why a whale? You're in Utah, you're in the middle of the desert. Why would you choose to make a sculpture of a whale? Like that's the part of it I don't understand. That's funny. Was there any like backstory on it or like the artist, you know, anything? I don't. No, I haven't read very much about it. I just saw something on Twitter. People were like, I mean, people are mad about everything on Twitter, but it, it was it was quite entertaining to read. <laughs> I find that hilarious, truly. All right. Well, I didn't finish all the colors, but I think in a minute or two, I'm going to 
play it back just to see. And I mean, you can, can go nuts it. with this. You could keep working on it forever. But like the nice part is you kind of got like that basis. So that's why I said like, just go through it like a flash and get that like basic framework down. So you have something from start to finish and then and then go in and out all the details. Cause even if the details are only in half or part or whatever, the whole thing will still kind of read really cool. Right. I mean, I think it's a really good idea to just blast through it with crappy drawings, you know, because it's like, this is my first time doing it. I'm not going to do a good job anyway. So why not just do like a super quick and dirty version, right? Right. But hey, don't say you're not going to do a good job. You are doing a good job. Megan is asking, do you have a video on an LGBTQIA artist? Not specifically, because honestly, that's a huge category. I mean, you could have a whole channel that was just about LGBTQIA artists. But what we do try to do is when we have various streams like Salty Comments and History and all that stuff, we do try to get a broad range because it's like, do we really need to talk about Paul Cezanne again? Like, come on, she's had enough screen time. <laughs> Ginger Saul is asking, how would you see the layer in the video at the same time? That's a great question. Um, so what you want to do is the check marks in your layer panel are visibility. So you want to have a video layer that you want visible on, and then your drawing layer on. And then in your animation panel, which is, I'm going to remove your question so you can see this on my screen. Uh, right down here below, you want to hit settings. Settings will pop up. And you're gonna do onion skin frames at one. My frames per second is at 12. Right underneath that, you'll see the onion skin frames. Put that at one. And then you can play around with the opacity and that should give you what you're looking for. I love onion skin. It's so sweet. Yeah, do you wanna explain what onion, I was just about to say, for those of you who don't know, do you wanna explain, Clara, what onion skins are? No, I think you should. <laughs> uh -huh. So onion skin is basically like transparency. So how many onion skin layers you see is how many like frames behind or up front in front you see for reference. Um, so here, the onion skin is one because I just want to see what's right before it, which is the video layer. As I'm saying this, I'm like, this sounds so complicated. But the more you do it, the more it makes sense. Um, yeah. And at the end, when you're done with this rotoscope, um, something I was telling Clara is in Procreate, the visibility of a layer equals whether or not it's actually in your final animation. So you're gonna wanna go through and all the video frames, you're gonna turn off the visibility by taking off the check marks and just having your drawn layer visibility on. And that way you'll just see um, your drawn animation. All right, Deep D, time to play back. Very excited. So Maybe make sure all, all of colors. your make sure all your video layers are off. Yeah. Uh, hang on. Just 
going to go through and do that. I mean, if I can do this, <laughs> anybody can, because animation and digital media freak me out. You don't give yourself enough credit. Well, I just haven't spent time with it. That's really what it is. Okay, everybody, you ready? Let's see Jub Jub and Wheat. Actually, this is Jub Jub just climbing on top. Okay, here we go. Oh, it's so cute. Oh, I love it. I can't believe I did it, DD. You did it, and you did it good. I think I left in one of the... Video, video frames, frames. Oh, yes, yeah. At the very end, I noticed that as well. Oh, I want to finish it. Ah. Should we watch whatever I have back as yeah, well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, hold on. Let me get it set up. All right. Let's see. Ooh, I like it going in and out. Yeah, that's why I picked it. Is because it has like a fun kind of camera movement and the uh, eventually I want to hear I hate how the playback on the screen is so yeah. choppy I want to make oh, sure I get all yeah. the but I'm just getting towards the candle part where the candles blow Ooh. you know but yeah the camera yeah. movement is really fun it goes like in and out well, everybody, I hope you will join us in the discord right after the stream we're going to be in the post live streams channel and we can chat more about Pook being a bratty little guinea pig brother. He's causing a lot of trouble at our house. And a big thank you to our top Patreon supporters. You were all so, so important to us. And I'm happy to report that we did go up this week, which is oh, such a relief. It's really nice to see things go up, but we do need your support. And remember, you get stuff, you get perks, you get access to channels in the discord giving you more access to our staff it's like a 24 7 art party in there and we thank you so much for watching we'll see you next time bye